Hello and welcome to this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. My name is Lewis and I shall be your host today. Before we get into today's episode, some general housekeeping. If you're new here and don't know what we do, well, we take aspects of media and culture, discuss them and provide unsolicited opinions on how to approve them. If you want to keep up with all things Big Picture, including future topics, fan polls and more, you can follow us on both Instagram and Twitter at underscore the big picture. I also want to take some time to say thank you for those that checked out the live stream in our last episode. Um, if you want to check out next time we go live, you can follow the Twitch channel, which is my own personal Twitch channel, at SweetLoo2, in which you can see big picture content and myself. But now we'll need to get to our illustrious panel and today's episode. So, you know, there are many divisive and intensive versus topics in history. You know, you've got DC versus Marvel, Star Wars versus Star Trek, Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. But today we have a much more intense one. UK office versus US office. It's bound to be a topic for the water coolers of offices for years to come. But before we get to the topics, you need to know who's going to be discussing them. Introducing first, he was our last host. It's the man who hates capitalism. It's Reese. Oh, wait a minute. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. It's the first time in Big Picture history. I've just been told that Reese has invested into Dunder Mifflin and needs to oversee an exchange of ownership and can't join us today. Well, it's unfortunate he can't be here, but, you know, we wish him the best for his recent investment. Hope he has the best time over in New York. Moving on, we have the winner of Capitalism the Game, a.k.a. Monopoly, from our last episode, Jack. Jack, thanks for coming into the office today. How are you feeling after your victory your last episode? You know, granted, not for your opinions, but more for your exploitation of market and labour. I've just... Uh play the system and I win I just I, I know how to 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 keep in keep in line as, as the big bad people in the world want you to do it and that's that's what allowed me to win a win the game of Monopoly but it was, it was a great time it was a great it was a great time all around getting to play some games doing something a bit something a bit different and knowing that we we, we we can do that and just have general shit talk it was, it was great there's one thing to be said is a diverse portfolio is a, is a much stronger one. And I will say, when it comes to Monopoly, Jack is about as ruthless as they can come. <laughs> and next, I guess we'll kind of welcome in our very own Michael Scott. Stuart, welcome, Stuart. Glad you could join us on this international office Zoom meeting, I guess. How are you today? I was really hoping that you wouldn't come to me next because I've just spilled a pack of hobnobs everywhere. But I've been, <laughs> I've been thanks. <laughs> That's not a joke, like that they are everywhere. Alright. It's the worst it's, it's the worst biscuit to drop. Alright. Like it's everywhere. But thank you, Lewis. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to tidying this up and, and getting on with the rest of the show. That is a, a very Michael Scott thing to do, I guess. And finally, uh, by default, it's our David Brent Adam. Welcome to our office debate today. How are you doing? Uh I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. First person asked it. I'm glad I'm glad to 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 be a part of this fantastic meeting that we're going to have today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, in case you haven't figured it out, uh, we're going to be talking about US-UK office, but we need to have a little discussion here. So, diving in, we need to establish a baseline. You know, we asked you guys over on Instagram what version you preferred. And with a final outcome, with a slight caveat, because I've got to subtract, subtract my own vote, as I'm a host, I can't have an opinion. It was a literal 50-50 split. Now, I can guarantee the panel won't be the same because there's three of them, but unfortunately, we have to get through this. So I pose the same question to our panellists. Adam, you can go first. 
Adam, which show of the what version of the show do you prefer and why? I know there's some general bit debate around the Americanization of British shows and this is this comedy. Is the US office distinct enough to take the top spot or does the UK just do it better for you? Uh, I think I probably have to lean toward the US office. Like I do love uh, it's kind of strange time. I'm, I'm such a lover of UK humour. Um and there's lots of British sitcoms that I really enjoy, but I don't know, maybe it was just because the first time I watched the UK office, like I didn't gel with it as well. Like I've watched it since and I really like I enjoyed it. But I think when you compare it to my first time watching the US office and it was like, you know, obviously the first season's maybe not as strong, but I still like I've kind of maybe a bit more invested and I like actually wanted to get through it. And then um I just I think part of it is you know maybe it's, it's like i guess it's the americanization of it of like finding the the characters and the u.s office you know a lot more likable but then that is kind of the point uh, so i guess again it just depends what you're there to watch it for but maybe just for what i look for in a sitcom i just found that u.s office kind of had that more in supply you know i think when it comes to diversity of characters the u.s maybe has a bit of strength there but we'll get into that later uh jack same question to you, UK versus US. Where do you find yourself standing? I guess I think it's well known that I'm a, I'm a huge lover of the of the US office. It's it's a program that I'm able just to stick on in the background and just watch. It just has that rewatchability factor for me that I don't know that I've got the same attachment to with the UK office. But but I I, I do love both. The UK office is great. I I just if you if I had to watch one. I'd had to pick one to watch. I would pick the US office. I think I'd maybe have a more enjoyable time watching that. But I, I am I am ready to concede certain aspects of the show and and what we're going to be doing today when our in our discussions, which I think will be will be quite good. Interesting caveat to throw at the end there. I guess hopefully he's cleaned his hobnobs by now. Stuart, it's two versus none. Are you going to make it two one or is it going to be a clean sweep? Sorry to say the hobnobs are not cleaned. Um, do, do you know what? Remember hobnobs used to come in those resealable packs? What happened to those? All right. Climate change be damned. But um, I'm going to come out and I'm going to say that the UK office is, to me, a better show. I will concede much as how Jack's can uh, throw in concessions out. I will concede that the US office is definitely the funnier show. Um, it handles the comedy much better in a, in a general sense. But I do prefer the UK office. I think it gets like overlooked quite a lot in how much it like changed comedy in general, and I just prefer that kind of that kind of a bit more you know deeper British comedy. I like I prefer shows, even like American shows that kind of tap into that. The likes of um, Always Sunny. Um, I just prefer the likes of like Peep Show and the the UK office in the thick of it. That's my that's my kind of comedy wheelhouse, but both shows are great in their own rights. You know, I think when it comes to UK-US comedy differences, I think it's a bit of a cringe factor. I think UK maybe walks that line enough for the U- for everybody, but the US office kind of tilts a bit too far for general UK populations. But apparently not, because it's a 50-50 split and it's a clean sweep for the US office here. So clearly I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But now they have the baseline set, this is how today's show is going to work. I'm going to sh- I shall pose a kind of versus situation to the panel, providing a brief overview and open it up to debate and their own opinions. 
each section shall be voted upon, and by the end a winner shall be decided. If by some stroke of luck it's a tie, which is physically impossible, um, the UK office will win by default because it's first, and not by the merit of the arguments provided. Anyway, to our first topic. Topic one will be cast and characters. A defining feature of both these series, as well as successful series in general, is a fantastic set of cast and characters. The office is no different, so I pose this question to the panel here. Which show has the strongest cast and characters? I do ask, though, that you do not include the leads, Michael Scott and David Brent, in your choices, as they will be their own topic later on. Quick overview, the UK has a solid main and supporting cast. Gareth Keenan plays the awkward one, Tim Cantonbury the smartass, and Don Tinsley is kind of extended cast interjecting in various episodes over the two seasons that it ran. On the US side, there's Dwight, Jim and Pam. It's the main cast. I've been told there's sometimes episodes stealing, as well as the extended cast such as Stanley, Kelly, Meredith and Kevin who provide tertiary laughs throughout. Now, the US has a slight advantage here due to his extended run as staff came and went over the nine seasons that it had. So, Adam, you're up first. Which show had the best cast? Well, I think uh, going off uh, what, the reason why I like the US office more, I think I would have to go with the, the US office for this one. I think you've just got, you're right, like the backup characters do give so many of the, the kind of extra laughs. And if you look, and you know, I don't want to get uh, you know too ahead of myself into later topics, but when a lot of the jokes and stuff, people make reference to their favourite moments from um certain show from uh, each show you generally find with the UK office for me but maybe like you tend to find most of them are David Brent related well I would say there's a, at least I would even go as far as to say maybe a 50-50 split on the US office for like the backup characters and um the leads for like the the, the kind of funny moments and I think it's just a testament to the show and the characters themselves that they can they can provide that you know you never feel bored especially even if you know, they still have the episodes where it's kind of they're the leads and you still, you don't necessarily feel bored, you don't feel less interested, like you, you definitely care about each of those characters in, in their own right. Yeah, I think obviously there's a strength there with The Office, having that length of time it gives it a chance to flush out extra characters. Uh, Stuart, for yourself, who's stronger, US versus UK? Yeah, I think the UK office has the best cast. Um, not only have you got amazing actors for these roles, with like Mackenzie Crook, uh, Lucy Davis, Stephen Merchant, and of course Martin Freeman, but like these actors, you've got this caliber of actors that made the material work. When you look at the US office, the majority of those characters had to be changed in order to make the show work, whether that's in the for the second season or like just seasons in general. Um, I feel like some of them, some of them is almost like character assassinations. I mean, you've got um, the case of is it Andy that takes over once um, Michael Scott leaves? I think I think that's his name. Like he seems like a dumber character when he takes that role, and certain characters again they sacrifice the kind of overarching theme or the, the their character traits just for in terms of the show. And I feel like the UK office didn't sell out its characters. Um, some of the some of the moments in the British show are so real. Like when I was watching it, you know, it didn't feel like characters. It felt like actual people. You know, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I've legit never seen a sitcom like that before. And 
the cast of the US office always always felt like they'd look at the camera and basically say, it's okay, you're in on the joke as well to the audience, whereas the cast of the UK office it is so, it's so much more than surface level, and I think it makes that cast more memorable to me. I think that kind of encapsulates the very sort of Americanization dis- discussion between the two shows. One thing I will concede, and as a host, I can't have opinions that will sway it, but I will say that the actual cast and calibre of actor, I think, is a little bit stronger on the UK side. It's a bit of revisionist history, you know, in terms of timescales, but hey, that's my opinion. Doesn't matter. Jack, it's currently one-to-one. You have to decide and vote in topic one cast and characters. Where does the pendulum swing for you? Who's strongest? US, UK? I think both both provided very good, very good arguments. You, the, you're, you're quite right to say yourself, Lewis, that obviously the US office had go nine seasons, whereas the UK office only had two. But I think even aside from that, I think I would have to go with the US office on this one. I feel that even with the the side characters, if you take out Jim, Pam, and Dwight, there was enough characters there and characterization from from the start and through minus minus the first season because they also was very very similar to the UK office. I feel that from the second season onwards, there was enough to they could have just could have just had a show. In that they were able to characterize it well, have the good backstories and whatnot. Whereas like the UK office, there's times that like you don't you don't even know like some of the cast names, like who who they are throughout the story. It's just they're just there in the the office. Whereas like in the US office, you're able to at least kind of have some sort of a backstory to each to each character. And I thought the casting casting for you, I mean both cast is very good, but like there's 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 something that I find pretty special about how the casting's maybe the US office that's probably near on near on perfect. Not not I'm saying not I'm saying the UK UK office isn't, but there's for me there's just that something special about the cast of the US office that just I, I have to give my 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 vote to that that show. Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it. I think most of my times I did research a lot of people penalize the US office for having that extended runtime because it's hard to not kind of give it the point just based on pure longevity and the amount of characters that's available. So it's interesting for you to kind of take the opposite side of that. But hey, everybody's got their opinions, not saying it's right or wrong. But that comes to the conclusion of round one. In the first round, the US goes back to its corner feeling pretty good about itself. But next is maybe a kind of controversial one, or at least it was a couple of years ago. Now I don't think the two care. Topic two is leader versus leader. You know, I asked in previous talk to, topics for the guys to leave out the two main, David Brent and Michael Scott, out as they kind of deserve their own debate. I won't go into too much detail here, but we have David from the UK. He's arrogant, self-centered and cringe and often gets himself into trouble by saying the wrong thing. He's an ass, but he still just wants to be a good boss. Then... Michael, who's somewhat similar, but despite being self-centered and immature and just as cringe, and many of the same things as David, he gained some redeeming qualities over time. And again, this kind of links into the fact that I had the longest running, well, not longest running, it ran longer than the UK office. So I'm going to go back to you, Jack. Who comes out ahead in the battle between David Brent and Michael Scott? There is some controversy around you know, the copying, especially as you kind of mentioned uh, in the early seasons, but does, does Michael Scott grow enough? 
does the UK office give you enough of David Brent for you to say no, he's clearly the stronger character? I think I think both characters are are brilliant in their own right. I definitely feel that Michael Scott, his character, his humour is probably more is 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 accessible. The right word I don't know, but it's much it's easier for uh, the audience to relate to. But I do just kind of I, I put that on the the America Americanization of like sitcoms and what they're able to do just with that kind of relatable humour. But and David Brent. I think he's I think he's better as one liners than as as a character. I think he seeks he seeks a bit more attention and is arguably worse at his job than what Michael Scott is. And that was like kind of the whole premise of the the, the mockumentary to begin with. And I, I I've thought about this a lot because I do I do really like both. But I was I was speaking to my my, my friend Colin about this and I, I it kind of got me to a decision as to why I'm picking this. It took me longer to like Michael Scott than it did David Brent. I liked David Brent straight away, whereas it took me a while to get into enjoying Michael Scott, but I, f- I feel that was that's maybe because of the first couple of seasons where they, they, he didn't really have his own identity, so to speak. But with David Brent, I, I, I instantly loved him. So so with that, I'm, I'm giving David Brent the, 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 the vote in UK office, the vote here. Wow. I was not anticipating that. I figured that given the, the, the time length, you do bring up an interesting point there about, you know, accessibility of Michael, maybe more appealing to general audiences. I think that is kind of a key symptom of the Americanization of TV in general. You look at sitcoms, it's on TV on a regular basis. You don't see a lot of UK produced material, unfortunately, things like Big Bang Theory on repeat for 20 years or Friends or whatever. But we'll move on. To Adam, Adam, same question to you. Michael Scott, David Brent, where'd you fall? What's your thought process here? Did you also speak to Colin? Did he help you out? (laughs) (laughs) I I know we've got a chance to speak to Colin normally when it's been Colin talking, you know, it's just, it's football and it's just light and fast, you know. Um, But maybe I'll consult with him afterwards, see what he thinks. Um, I think when you're coming to compare two characters, I think Jack makes a good point about Michael Scott um changing and that's just i've like i've done a little like research on this before in the past and that season one basically michael scott was written as like american david brent and then literally they realized it wasn't going to work with the show they were writing Um, you couldn't have a character as unlikable um or like yeah as unlikable to the rest of the characters and uh, basically very little redeeming qualities you couldn't have that um in this show an american sitcom it wouldn't have worked so they had to change him. They had to give him these kind of um, the kind of redeemable qualities that he gets. And I do think that it's such a testament to David Brent and the character that he's written that they literally couldn't carry it off. They, he was he was written to be kind of dislikable um, and this I guess worst boss ever. And then they literally couldn't carry that over. He was so unlikable that they couldn't do it and. The American office, they had to change them. And I just think that's, in the, the whole style of the UK office, I just think it's such a perfectly written character. So I'm going to have to go with David Brent as well. Wow. It's, again, that's quite interesting because I think that there's a greater debate here that could maybe be had later on with, instead of just focusing on the office as a sort of case study, a UK versus US sort of humour analysis. It is interesting that I don't mean to insult any American listeners considering 
I'm in a relationship with one, but <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be an almost a I don't want to say a dumbing down of the product, but it's it's you don't watch the UK Office if you're American and you just can't get it. I, 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 that's a difficult concept to kind of explain and rationalize and transfer over to a different audience. But topic for another day because we're getting a bit too in depth, I think, for that level of discussion. Stuart. Europe, who takes the lead? It doesn't really matter. The UK is walking away, but at the end of the day, your opinion is extremely valuable to our listeners and probably also Colin. So please, let's hear it. That's what I've been saying for years. But um, yeah, like obviously I wouldn't sway this anyway, but surprisingly, I'm going to have to say Michael Scott is uh, the better boss when you compare to the two. I think he just inches it out for me. Um, don't get me wrong. David Brent is hilarious, and I love Ricky Gervais and what he does with that character. Like I said, like it's to have the whole show just be about this guy that is just so unlikable and just so like it's like it's like a it's like a car crash. You just you can't not watch it happen. But what Steve Carell does, it admittedly post season two of the U.S. Office, I just think it's so much better. Like he's still got all of those underlying character defects and you know he's still unlikable at times and he's still you know again not a good boss he, he always wants to be a good like he wants to be everyone's best friend as opposed to you know the best boss for his employees but in spite of all that he can still be really likable and there's so much more scope for the storytelling across the US office with Steve Carell's um, Michael Scott when you compare it to Ricky Gervais's David Brent in the show, the US office really does end for me once he goes. It just it wasn't the same after he left. So to have that much of an impact on the US office, you know, for me the UK office isn't solely David Brent, but for the US office, you know, it's the majority of it is Michael Scott for me. You see, I have the complete opposite opinion to that, whereas I think that the the US office is, is obviously as it does lack quality when Michael Scott leaves, but for the time that he's there, I do think it is, the show is more than Michael Scott. Obviously, he has a big focal point to that, but I do think that the, the cast have been, that's, that's probably why I did vote for them in the cast. There is so much to that cast that it, it, it brings that show to another level. Obviously, Michael, whatever level they get to, Michael Scott can take it that, that extra level with Steve Carell, but I don't think that the, the cast around David Brent with the show at the time, I don't know if they're able to kind of get to that point. Arguably, it could just be because of the longevity of the show, but I, I feel that it's like, even even for an audience, I, again, I do blame it on, the, on what America has done with, with, with sitcoms, is that I think there's, we, we like David Brent for how unlikable he is, and I know that they try and portray that in the US office, but we, I feel like I like Michael Scott for his goofiness and his kind of look and his like his perspective on like life, not not for solely for what the office is. I think David Brent portrays better, if if, if that makes any sense. I don't. I, I'm I'm probably mumbling, but it's it's, it's interesting that like because we we speak about the U.S. office quite a bit and like we. We we agree like on a on a lot of stuff and fair a lot of the same stuff funny enough. It's 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 good to see like both like different perspectives that like, come to like, different conclusions on it. Yeah, I just wanted to come in just as a kind of last point on this on the kind of changing of the character, uh, and I just want to talk about another uh, sitcom 
another a well loved sitcom by myself and the host uh, Cunity, and I just want to talk. We've just 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 always just throw us out to Lewis almost, and that if we're talking about changing characters, could you imagine Lewis if they did a, a UK version of Community and they did Jeff and Jeff and Community's got so many redeemable qualities, but he's kind of a dick. But can you imagine like how they would like just double down on him being a dick and the UK one? And I just think you've kind of got to look at that and as, as kind of maybe a what could be, obviously, would, I don't think it would ever happen. I don't know why it would. Um, Community is a very, very American comedy. I don't think they would try and convert it to UK. Um, I just think that that is a kind of example, I think, of a kind of inverse um, Michael Scott and David Brent situation. Just, just throwing that out there, just a wee discussion point, just to kind of maybe give the listeners a kind of if they're maybe struggle understanding the debate a wee bit to kind of have a different perspective on it. I'm just trying to think how that pitch meeting would go over here in the UK. Like, right, we're going to take you know, six people, mixed race, mixed age, from, like, I don't know, Glasgow College and just see what happens. I just don't know how I feel about that. But I think it does kind of exemplify the differences between UK and US offices. I think even with, you know, a UK community, as you kind of posed, even if you kind of double down on the Jeff is just an asshole, I think the audience would still find him entertaining. I think in terms of redemption, that allows a sort of like extended runtime, which I don't think UK audiences particularly care about in terms of having longevity in a show. I think they want the show to be the show, and if it ends, it ends, so what? But, you know, again, I, I really find this kind of Americanization, UK versus US conversation a, a bit more interesting than, you know, the, the chasm that we're looking at at the now. You know, it's an interesting point. And hopefully the audience can kind of understand. I think what Jack was kind of getting at was the cast of US office is just as strong with or without Michael Scott to hold it. Um, maybe I'm putting words in his mouth. I don't want to speak for him. But... No, I'd, I'd 100% say it is, it is just as strong, but I just, I'd blame it on on creative differences in writing from that point out, trying to do the show without the, the, the Michael Scott character, I guess. I think that the cast is still as strong and the, 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 even like when they, they bring in like Robert California and whatnot, that's, that's you'd think that when you see that on paper you're like that it should work but it just didn't but I blame that more in the writing than the, than the cast well we both know certain Americans are not good at writing episodic TV shows <laughs> moving on we're going to go to topic 3 and don't look into the order that I'm asking these questions in as any sort of uh, microcosm to analyse us but topic 3 sorry in case you didn't know Round two, topic two was won by UK Office. Pretty much clear last night. Anyway, topic three: whose relationship was better? You know, I would be remiss if we didn't discuss the main romances featured in the series. On the UK side, we have Don and Tim, and on the US side, we have Jim and Pam. And Tim and Don don't quite get together till late in the series, but do a good job at convincing the audience they should be together. Almost following an atypical budding romance, from friends to innocent flirtations to awkward mutual attractions, to declarations of love. Then, across the Pacific, Jim and Pam, sort of a typical comedic, will-they-won't-they-happen drama for our first several seasons. And upon marriage, it could be argued that the storylines become less interesting. Perhaps this is where an extended runtime could actually hurt the US office. So, going to the leader in the romance knowledge department, Stuart, whose romance was stronger, UK, US. 
first of all, I'd like to put it out there that the best office romance in either show is Dwight and Angela. Hands down. <laughs> um, but that's by the by, that's not what you've asked. Um, between the two of them, for me, it's, yeah, it's definitely Jim and Pam. Because that is what the US office excels at for me. It's at its best when it's showcasing the lighthearted and more upbeat themes of the show. It's something, personally, I felt that the show was building up to that more than anything else. And it handled it really strongly. And like you said, once Jim and Pam, you know, get married and settled down, it, it's, you know, the, it's almost as if their storylines, you know, kind of petered out. And again, you, you know, if you took that aspect out of the show, if they'd taken, like, similar how to they'd taken Michael Scott out of the show, I think it hurts the show more in the, lo- the long run. So again, I think perhaps a nice, concise run up until when uh, Jim and Pam get married might have benefited the US office more. But um, yeah, I really like that Tim and Dom have a more real relationship, that it didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel as heartwarming to me as Jim and Pam. Obviously, Tim, he gets another girlfriend and, you know, at times it seems very just despite that Dawn's not with him and there's very, you know, public displays of, you know, them going out in front of uh, Dawn and that and, you know, Similar to Pam, she was in a terrible relationship with somebody else, and it was nice that Dawn was able to get out of that eventually. But you just feel it with Jim and Pam more because, like, a big um, point of contention that me and Jack have with the US office is um, we much prefer Karen to Pam, and I do like the Jim and Karen romance, but obviously, whilst they are good together, they're not right together like it was always Jim and Pam and I'm happy that Karen she got to go off and get with somebody else and that's probably the best relationship out of all of the relationships in the shows but Jim and Pam as a whole is what the show always was leading up to and it nailed it Okay interesting take there Adam over to you who had the stronger you know romance who who did it better was it the, the kind of long build up or you know, did, did Tim and Don just do it right? I think, uh, I just don't think I can talk about this without just making it clear which one I prefer. I think for me, the long build-up, you know, Jim and Pam, I just remember first time watching it and just, like, it, it, you know, maybe it's such a, uh, I don't think you do it in a UK sitcom, maybe it's such a, an American sitcom thing and that I'm, like, rooting for it. And I'm, like, you know, you want it to happen. And I just think that the kind of level of investment there um, I just think they, they absolutely nailed it. And I think that for for me as an audience member to feel so invested, to like be so excited to be sad when things went wrong, you know, to feel disappointed when things went wrong, and then to like feel so happy when they went right. I think that's just such a example of a perfect um on screen relationship. And it's just for me that absolutely nails it. You know, Tim and Don absolutely yeah, agree with um a lot of what Stuart said, like the realism, it's grounded, it works a lot better in that setting. But I just think, just to compare them side by side, I just think I have to go Jim and Pam for me. Okay, and, you know, Jack, unfortunately, your opinion will not sway the overall result. However, I have a feeling you might toe the other line. Am I right or am I wrong? Who did it better? US, UK? Uh, for me, I am going against uh, Stuart and Adam, and I'll be saying Tim and Don. I think that, again, I I, I, I really enjoy the, the, the Jim and really okay I don't really enjoy I enjoy the the Jim and Pam story I think 
again, I've, I've said this a lot, and it, sometimes it's probably helped, and sometimes it probably hasn't helped in my votings, but I, the 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 Americanization of sitcoms, I think, hinders this this story and relationship for me because it, when you keep comparing the two, it's the the relatability on the real on like surface level of like to real life that wins it over UK office cause like Tim Tim is just a loser, not not a good looking guy. He's down his luck, and when he when he ends up getting another girlfriend, sure it's right, he does like try and show it off. But I think that's the that's kind of the 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 point. At least how I see it is because he still obviously does really love Dawn. And he still wants that to happen, but he can't have her. So you just maybe enjoy, try to enjoy something else. Whereas Jim, he's a tall guy. You know, he's good looking. He's good with the ladies. There's, there's something that's like, I know that Don, and Don, Pam gets jealous, but I don't think the the jealousy is intentional. I think it's more that Jim's like, oh, I'm not going to get it, and that's fine. Even though he still kind of holds that candle for her, so to speak. But I, I. I you know what I mean? Jim Jim isn't a loser. Yeah, he's, he's in a quote-unquote deadbeat job as he sees it, as he only sees this job as ten to begin with, and also ends up being there the full haul before things change at the end. But, like, for me, just, like, relatability, real, right down to the surface, Tim, Tim and Dawn's relationship is just better. There's the story around it. It's just, it's just better for me. I think, you know, Adam brings up the point of being able to be invested. And I think, again, it's where the runtime just kind of gives the office a bit of a, a step up in the fact that it can explore things a little bit longer, tease them out and get you invested. Quality aside, I think, you know, sometimes you just can't beat that. So the winner of round three was the U.S. So now we enter this final round, two to one, U.S. in favor. So what is topic four I hear you ask? It's memes, ladies and gentlemen. It's glorious, glorious memes. Even those unfamiliar with The Office will know some of the memes. David Brent's motivational misstep, you know, simply the best. It's it's a hilarious scene. Won't get too much into it. The original stapler and jelly, the bird suit, the dance. Oh, you're hot. I love it. I'm sure there are so many more that I don't know because I've not fully watched The UK Office. Please don't hold that against me. Then the US side. Longevity is going to pay benefit to this but i could just say the word parkour everybody knows jim imitated imitating dwight what kind of bear is best stay calm everybody stay calm you, you get the point right everybody knows what's going on here right we posed this question to you guys as well on twitter at underscore the big picture some of your favorite moments and memes from the show a couple of replies one from colin loves the uk quiz episode from steven Apparently, there's too many to list in one tweet, so he gave us two, so it can't be that many. Chili, and oh my god, it's happening. Stay calm, stay fucking calm. So, everybody has their favorite moments. So, to you guys, runtime aside, this is basically straight up UK versus US humor here. Adam, you're going up first. What is your favorite office meme, and which show has the best comedy memes going for it? Uh, favorite office meme. There's one that stands out to be maybe maybe a little underused, but it gets plenty of use. Uh, and I just think for the moment in the show, it always lives right through my head, which is the did I stutter? Um, which phenomenal, Stanley. What a guy. Sorry, I'm, I'm on mute and I burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
hope I've done it justice there. But that that's probably my favourite meme um, across both shows. And then we got in terms of which is funnier, which show is funnier. I think, you know, end of the day, like Stuart kind of mentioned it earlier. I think even if you're thinking which one's the better show, I think objectively, I just think I've got to lean toward the US office for comedy. I just, I, I just, it just made it made me laugh so much. I just, and this is like, like I'm not, I know I'm not holding the runtime against the UK show because I think UK shows and it's part of their kind of pessimistic attitude, part of the kind of you know maybe. The, the kind of um, the kind of realism of it is that there's the short things like Stuart mentioned the thick of it. That's probably my favourite um, UK TV show ever, and like that absolutely like part of that is the short runtime. It's four seasons and it like does exactly what it needs to, and then it leaves the characters off. It's not a happy ending, and that's it. It just works so well for that reason. And the, the UK office is the same. It's two seasons. It leaves you with a perfect ending. So I do think as a package that works really well, but I just think that. Even for me, someone who I, I find the later seasons of the US office are, you know, can be quite forgettable. I think that the fact that there's just there's just so much impact from like those those um the kind of peak seasons of it and like I could just think of it almost like frame by frame those episodes, I just think I'm gonna have to go for the US office for me for this one and just say it's a funnier show. Right. Strong start from the US here. Jack, you're up next. Does does the US office, even though it dips and dives, does it hold your humour long enough? Did the UK office just hit your funny bone right and give us your favourite moment from either show? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go US office. For me, a lot a lot of the the standout moments in the UK office is solely David Brent, whereas in the US office, as you said, the, the chilly instant just Creed Bratton as a whole, my favourite character in the US office. Anything he does is like comedic gold, and there's so many moments, especially we kind of we we spoke about it in the chat when we were like, oh, if we're going to get folk to reply to a tweet, we could ask them what their favourite gif is. And you think of that, it's, and there's just there's so many different characters you would get from the US office that you put a gif and focus know the exact scene, the exact joke of what you mean, and it doesn't necessarily need Michael Scott to be involved in that, but. My 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 favorite my favorite kind of office office like, like was that called I can't remember if I called open or not but it was part of the episode it was the golden ticket episode and Melissa Michael Scott was in it and it was uh, Dwight doing the knock knock joke about the KGB and then slaps Michael halfway through saying the KGB like we will ask the questions and then Michael goes mental and then Jim goes like ding dong ringing the bell Michael wants to get involved in the joke so he goes answer the door Dwight and like they keep on arguing who to answer the door. Then Jim slaps Dwight and going the KJB will wait for no one. And Mike, <laughs> Dwight <laughs> looks at the camera and just kind of like, it's true. That always just sends me off for me. And I, I think, even though that includes the, the Michael Scott gag there is my favourite, I think, because there's so many moments without Michael Scott, whereas I can't think of as, I think of as many in the UK office without David Brent, I got into the US office. Wonderful take. Well, that was a good one through that. Stuart, unfortunately, like previously, your your vote here will not sway the outcome. However, it is abundantly clear that your opinion is the most valuable here. So same question to you. Humor versus humor, moment versus moment. Who's your winner? What's your favorite? My favorite, I don't know about memes, like um, my favorite office moments from both sides. Um, I love the fire drill. 
Um, it's absolutely hilarious. It's probably not a meme as a whole, but it's spawned multiple from that uh, opening. That's one of my all-time favourite uh, US office moments. Also, the um, the customer call between uh, like Michael, Jim and Dwight. You know, it's the million-dollar sale. I love that as well. That's that's one of the... the to- I had to pause. I was laughing so much at that. Um, ah, it's, from the UK office, I, I get love the Ricky Gervais laugh, the dance rather. That's probably one of the earliest memes that I remember because like it, it predates like current meme culture. As much as I think that the UK office is the better show, and I still quote it to this day, you know, like, I've got the arse this side and nobody says I've got some bad news and some irrelevant news. Like I say that all the time. Despite all of that, the US office is definitely funnier and more memeable, if that's a word. Obviously, it's it, definitely I, a word. I looked up in the dictionary. Dictionary corner. Thank you. Um, obviously, it's hit a bigger audience and it is more current. I don't think that has anything to go against it because, again, it is. I don't take memes as a good indicator of how funny things are. But the US office, like Adam said, it's gotten so many laughs from me, like from its cold opens to its quotes, to its gags, to like just the camera expressions. The US office is the funnier show in my opinion and there you have it a clean sweep for the funniest show US office so that takes us to the end of our topic discussion so let's provide an overview before I give you the results even though you know you can do basic math so topic one cast and characters start off US Adam went out strong Stuart comes out in run two with the UK and Jack sways at US, so run one. Cast and characters, the US office is stronger. Going to topic two, leader versus leader, David Brent versus Michael Scott. Unfortunately, the redemption of Michael Scott was not enough as Jack and Adam both went UK right off the bat and just took it out. Round three, whose relationship was better? Same as the topic two, US just came right out of the bat with two votes to one. Unfortunately, they win there. And round four, it was a clean sweep US. So therefore, your winner for best office is the US office. Congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back if you're here. Reese, if you're listening, give yourself a pat on the back because you fucked it. You've absolutely <laughs> fucked it. Alright? Well done. Yeah. Maybe got Reese to call in from his new office over in New York. So that is us for today. We will be posing this question to you on Twitter to decide what is the best and ultimate office. But that is all we have time for today, folks. I'd like to say thank you for listening and uh, to remind you to follow us over on Twitter and Instagram, actually, at underscore the big picture. That way you'll never miss out on what's coming next. Hit subscribe, follow, ring the bell, whoever relates to the platform you're on, and share with your friends. Next time, well, Jack, why don't you let the audience know what's happening next time? This uh, this kind of feels like a majority draw, doesn't it? Like in the boxing, like the, the, the categories it came like two a piece, I think. Unless my, my maths wrong, but because like individual votes, I guess it's a win for the US office, but I don't know if it feels right. It's not like overwhelming, so I guess we do need the the people of Twitter to vote and let us know that who 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 rightfully should win. But uh, our next our next thing we're going to do, we'll be doing another stream. We'll be on Twitch Sweet underscore Lou two sweet Lou underscore two whatever whatever the correct way is we'll, it'll be linked somewhere it'll be on our socials and we'll be playing probably Grand Theft Auto racing talking about the latest kind of movie trailer Shang-Chi uh, well, I mean that's not a movie trailer but that's a movie that's came out we'll be talking about that we'll be talking about 
the new Matrix trailer. We'll be talking about the Eternals coming out. We'll be talking about the new James Bond that's going to come out. I guess the final trailers that are happening for that. What's what's next for James Bond? It'll be a bit, it'll be a, a good discussion episode when you get to watch us race and die and get raging when we when we complain at no contact being on them and contact gets put on, we die straight away. So it'll be great. Great times all around. Yeah, I've been buying my tongue this episode, even though the US wins, it feels a bit hollow. Uh, it feels just uncomfortable and wrong. But hey, who am I to have an opinion as a host? And as Jack said, we will be live streaming on Twitch at Sweet Lou Two, no underscore. He said the oh, same God damn twice. It. God but damn. it's alright. It's alright. Nobody's perfect, Jack. Just me. And that's all. Thanks to the panelists. And give yourself a clap, round of applause. Way. Hey. That was a depressing. Thanks to you guys for listening. Until next time, see you later. Play the outro. <laughs>